1: What's good, Internet? It's Monday, August 17th, and you're listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 337. I'm your host, Austin Walker. Joining me today, Ricardo Contreras. Yo. Rob Zachney. Good morning. Patrick Clevick,
2: I'm
3: here.
1: I don't know why I sounded <laughs> so definitive at the end there. I was like, and "Ah, he's Klepek. here!" Boom. Rob, is that orange juice? Is that beer? Is that oh. a rattler?
3: It's <laughs>
4: not. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it's a blue moon. That's it close. looks like a blue moon. It <laughs> yeah. did look. Like... Look, it's a cider, so it's a juice. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Sure. Okay. Fair.
1: You know, happy it's Monday, not wrong. everyone. <laughs> Yeah. Let's go. Rob Let's had go. A, late, a late embargo last night, which we'll get to for sure. You, you, your review of Microsoft Flight Simulator is up. I'm very excited to read it and to talk to you about it. But we do have some – we have to hit we – pro- we should probably just open up – on news from last week that we that we just missed it's always it's always good when <laughs>
2: news happens right as it closed the podcast
1: yeah um yeah we saw that thing come come together moments after the pod right
2: well I pay I pasted a link before we did the podcast I was like hey this I think this is a big deal I'll get to it when we're done recording <laughs> which is true I did get to we're done recording minute, yeah. and, and then it snowballed yeah uh, from escalated from quickly there. It escalated quickly, but also it did escalate according
1: to exactly what you think. In some yeah. In right. some ways, it did not escalate
2: quickly at all. In in some ways, it was just you know somebody uh, laying out a map and right. just you know is, going is, along their quest journey. Yeah. Is it escalating quickly when
1: you raise the curtain before a performance? <laughs> like no, the performance yeah. was planned all along. Yeah. You know. Um, so Fortnite developer – this is the headline here on, on your story. Fortnite developer Epic Games is suing Apple for anti-competitive practices. After Apple took Fortnite down from the App Store, the developer filed a lawsuit in retaliation. Patrick, do you want to set this up a little bit so we can dig into what the hell happened?
2: Yeah. The, uh, so on uh, – yeah, so Thursday morning, um, the the uh, the story that I mentioned that I pasted into our Slack that was like, oh, I'll get to this after the podcast was – um, that uh, Epic announced on Thursday morning, they had added the ability to um, purchase V-Bucks, which is the in-game currency to buy cosmetics, uh, you know, uh, costumes and et cetera um, uh, in, in Fortnite um, through directly through Epic and to sidestep um, Apple's uh, in-house, you know, payment processor and Google's uh, equivalent on, on the Google Play Store. Um, and that is important because you're not allowed to do that, uh, you are not <laughs> able. You the way uh, the uh, the App Store and the Google Play Store function uh, is that if you are listing things in that store, um, every transaction for video games, and I believe this includes you know DLC uh, or, or you know microtransactions um, and purchasing of a game outright, thirty percent goes to Apple and Google, and then seventy percent goes to the developer. It's not exact because there's credit card transactions, mm-hmm, yada yada. So mm-hmm. it's like there's some cents and dollars that get kind of sloshed around, but that's the basic sort of split. Um and Fortnite is a free to play game, so it doesn't cost anything to download. And so all the money that Epic is making is based on the the aesthetic transactions that are that they're ripping off from black artists within um, <laughs> to then sell to their uh, kids uh, across the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and by a lo- they this was tied to a promotion in which they were discounting by twenty percent V Bucks on every other platform except for mobile, but on mobile. You could get that 20% off, basically uh, it being $7 instead of $10, um, if you used um, Epic's payment system, which basically when you uh, clicked it uh, or or tapped it, it brought up like a part of the Epic Game Store and whatever account, whatever you had linked there. Like for me, when I clicked it, it brought up my PayPal account was connected to to Epic. And um, that allows them to take the full you know, uh, $7 as opposed to, uh, you know, giving some uh, off to, to Apple and Google. Um, and my understanding of technically how they did this, because typically... Uh, updates go through a review process through Apple and Google. It's not like you just like, hey, I'm adding new features to my app and just like upload um, like updates that are downloaded as patches through both those storefronts go through a review process. And there was a way they did this where they did it. They were able to like do it server side or something like, you know, I'm speaking a little bit out of my ass, but they were able to do it without going through the review process in which Apple or Google would have said, nah, like you can't put this through. They put this up. They put a blog post. They're like very specific about what was happening here, um, and, and and not even cheeky at this point. It was just like, "Hey, um, this is this is how you can save money, and we're doing this to kind of get, basically we're doing this to get around the payment systems, um, the gatekeeping that happens on on these two platforms. And as soon as that goes up, um, the only you know the initial response we we had, a lot of people had was, "Oh, they're daring Apple and Google." to take the app from down from the store because they are clearly blatantly violating, um, Apple and Google's policies. Um, and then, you know, roughly an hour later, Apple took it down. And then a couple hours later, Google, uh, ended up taking it down. Um, from there, there was a series of escalations where the moment it got taken down from the app store, uh, uh, the Epic had a lawsuit ready to be filed. Um, and the moment Google took it down, they had a lawsuit ready to be filed, um, in which, Uh, you know, both of them paint narratives of like, you know, uh, that Apple and Google are, you know, the oppressors, uh, keeping, um, Epic from becoming not just a $17.3 billion company, but a $20 billion company. Um, and yeah, that's sort of where we're at now currently. Um, you can still re-download Fortnite, um, from the Google play and, uh, app store if you already have it, um. The games continue to function. You can still purchase things um, through through uh, both uh, both versions of the app. Um, I think what f- uh, Epic has said is that because of now that it's been removed from the storefronts, they can't update the game properly. Right. So you'll be stuck at whatever version of the game it was last updated to. It doesn't seem like the game will break. It just means that new seasons, new cosmetics, new updates, new that won't uh, break it. Vehicles.
1: You won't be able. It to do- f-
2: it's my understanding is that the, you you'll just be stuck in time, but part with of the other players of Fortnite, that are yes, stuck in with time the players that are playing on on iOS, Ooh. like you, you will only be matched up and playing with people who are on version six point seven five eight or what you know whatever it is. Like right. you're just stuck in time here at what the store was at what the game was, and obviously a huge part of Fortnite is the big events and the new seasons and the new cosmetics. Like that's a huge. Um, part of the poll continuing to play it. And so those players will um, be stuck in stasis, which uh, to get out of that, I guess the last part of it is um, when that lawsuit was filed, Epic also held an in-game event where they uh, had a really (laughs) shitty piece of propaganda um, in which they decided they're going to weaponize their child army um, by parodying an advertisement that no child has any, I'm even I'm yeah, I'm thirty-five and like I'm aware of it through cultural like osmosis, but like mm-hmm. have no like particular reverence for the Ridley Scott directed 1984 Apple uh commercial. Um and they basically modified one that commercial and parodied it. Um This to, is the one that you've uh,
1: probably seen also parodied on like The Simpsons, where Yeah, it's everywhere. It's, you've seen it before, yes. if,
2: even if you've no idea yes. what it, it is. It is one of the most iconic uh, commercials of all time. The, the Big um, Brother sure.
1: style projected figure talking to a crowd of people who are staring with mouths agape uh, and then someone running with a sledgehammer uh, being chased by like, you know, uh, fascist police and then they throw the sledgehammer. In this case, it's a big unicorn pickaxe because that's where Fortnite is. <laughs> through the TV and then some text appears about how you're fighting the good fight. I mean, it includes... Hashtag, it includes, hashtag free Fortnite. It, oh, fuck off. Um I like literally don't I, I I cannot <laughs> understand the place you're in in 2020 to say join the fight to stop 2020 from becoming 1984 <laughs> About you not getting to make enough money from your video game,
2: (laughs) yeah, like a story, like a story of you know Orwellian propaganda is is like how what's the parallel? What's the parallel?
1: Oh, uh, it's it's that we don't make enough money.
2: I (laughs) and I say that
1: just to be clear, like I think if you wanted to like pin me down to it. I am, of course, on. I think I am on Epic's side of this legal no, this, battle. This, this, obviously, like, there are two but two things. Fucking true, shut right? up, nerd! <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> stop self centering yourself. <laughs> stop painting yourself as a protagonist in a battle. And I understand that this is that like this is part of that fight is about trying to trying to win public appeal. If they can't, but if you're they doing can't a bad win job in the
2: courts. It. If they can't win right. in the regulators, they're hoping through the court of public opinion will force right. apple to change policy which like that's where you get the that's where well, I, I under i see how some of this stuff happens i just strongly i that's, you know there there is not many examples of weaponizing gamers that has has gone well and i don't know that like the biggest game in the world choosing to like weaponize gamers whether that even works i don't i don't know right. if the hashtag free fortnight's gonna do anything this
0: but. is honestly what my biggest question though is it is are they in it to eventually get that policy changed or to cut a deal, cut will a deal. they say the second that Apple says you can, but we're not changing our policy? Is that a, enough for Epic right. at that point for them? Depends to on how the, good that deal
2: suit? is, right? Right. I well, if they if they followed the so Apple basically has like two versions of a deal, like they they um will they will cut the thirty to fifteen percent for certain big players, right? So in order to get Amazon prime video on like Apple TV, um, and other marketplaces, uh, they, they cut it to 15%. Um, I believe Netflix for a while was doing the 15% deal. And then Netflix at some point was like, yeah, we're good. People want Netflix enough that they will go to a browser sign up and then go into our app. And we're just not going to deal with, um, Apple, uh, anymore. Um, and so, um, but what's like critical about, so I, I emailed Epic to ask like, Hey, if Nintendo, if, or if, uh, Apple or Google was to offer a 1585 split, would Epic Ugh. take that and would that satisfy them? No response. I, 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 I understand what you're saying, Cato. that like, will I just take the sweetheart deal that other big companies have right. offered? I do feel that in this case, it's sort of, it's more all or nothing because it's hard for me to imagine Apple who is, like, they they poked, they didn't just like, they they poked them in the eye on purpose. Mm-hmm. Right. And so- I could see, like Apple also has, you know, trillions, you know, more than enough money to, to 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 let Fortnite slide to the side for, um, you know, a lengthy period of time, and it's not going to touch their bottom line whatsoever. So I I think this is part of a long, longer gambit from uh, and a bigger one from Epic, in which they look at the U.S. is like toy, you know, we like you know Apple, Amazon, Facebook, and Google, like the heads executives were hauled in front of Congress for like all told like a a pretty decent sort of like in turn, like what we expect from congressional oversight (laughs) hearings. Um, It at least shows there, there is evidence in the water that both parties are interested in regulating tech, like for, for to what ends and for what reasons are pretty different. But I do think there is a scenario where in the next five years, there's like regulation coming for somebody Mm. in Silicon Valley. Um, And in the EU where it's like much easier for this stuff to, to actually go through um, there are, there is already an antitrust, um uh investigation into the app store specifically that was instigated over the years by places like Spotify that ha- um made the point that uh when things like Apple Music were introduced when you ask Siri to uh-huh. play a song you you couldn't until recently you know now when you like you know say hey you know whatever uh like play blank you have to add on Spotify which is what I do constantly because mm-hmm. like <laughs> almost as a point I'm like <laughs> Apple Music would be easier and it has all the same music But it's like we just have the family plan on Spotify. And so I'm always saying on Spotify to the point where my daughter, when she requests things from something in the house, she knows to say (laughs) (laughs) on Spotify when she asks for like Cinderella or something. Um, So they're like there has been movement. And that's so that's point. That's like uh, that's evidence of what Epic is trying to do, where Spotify made a fuss in the European Union. Regulators started looking into Apple, and I don't even think that there was regulation applied, antitrust regulation applied to Apple to get things like, uh, like this year in iOS 14, you'll be able to just switch Spotify to your default music player, Mm -hmm. and that's just happening because Apple's like, yo, 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 okay, you know, fine, like we'll just do this. And I think I ultimately think that's what Apple is counting on, or what uh, Epic is counting on, is that they're gonna if you go reach go reach the just before uh, the Apple's big developer conference this past June, there was this whole kerfuffle over this uh, app. Hey, which is an email program that wanted to do something very similar to this. They're like, there's a lot of blood in the water with Apple and its app store. And I think Epic looked at this moment and said, aha, like now is the time to throw up a fuss about it. Uh Um, Because they think that Apple is just going to throw up their hands and um, probably just give everyone an 85 15 split because if they cut, like they can't, what apple can't do is they they pre- realistically for what like their all their growth is tied to what's called services which is making money off of uh data storage and apple news and apple music and apple tv plus and if you if you read the fina- like this is all estimates from places like sensory tower and other analytical firms but apple's services is largely in the app store and the money they make largely in the app store is games and the games they make the most money on are uh, gambling adjacent or games like Fortnite, games that are heavily tied to intense microtransaction uh, uh, transactions with players. And so, if you suddenly allow Epic, like let's say they didn't, even, it's it's not even eighty five fifteen. It's like yeah, it's fine. You know what, Fortnite, you're allowed to go around do your own payment system. Well, then every other mm-hmm. big, you know, uh, Clash of Clans and everyone else is going to yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that. Two, um, and that was going to suddenly, vastly undercut one of like their major revenue sources, or at least sources of a growth currently.
1: What what stops us from seeing the Steam solution, which was, uh, we're going to give Start a your own b- store, huh?
2: Start your own store. Oh no, no, no. That's no, no, what no. They, they proposed in the lawsuit.
1: No, 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 uh, uh, what what Valve has done with. Big publishers and big games, uh, in response after Epic, uh, the Epic Game Store launch, was they said, Okay, we're going to do a special deal for any games that may that bring in X revenue, we're going to start giving a better deal to the games that are making more than that.
2: Uh, which, yeah, which was be, like I, when I've year, read right? critics of, um, of Apple or like ways they could handle right, that, so like, like that would be one version of it, it was like, Hey, for under X amount of dollars, you know, one deal under X amount of dollars, another deal. Like there, are, that's what the Unreal Engine right you know, does exactly. Um, so, um,
1: and, and so um, at that point, you at that point, Apple doesn't have to to give small developers anything. All they're doing is giving their big, big, big partners slightly more. You know, which is, uh, yeah, on the which, tail. which is how Steam works. if what I understand. Is, right, Where it's like that was indie de- change. Yeah. Yes,
2: yeah, indie developers, you know, have to pay the higher royalty uh, split, and then. Like Activision, et cetera, like they come in the gate not having to do anything. They're just big. Yes. And Steam just says, hey, fine, actually, you're split uh, to be better. Th- just, which just to which, which to be is as
1: clear as possible. The way that works now at Valve is 30% of all games on Steam, with exceptions made. For some smaller developers uh, in the Steam Direct program, and then and then after you make ten million dollars from your ten million to fifty million dollar thing, that cut goes to twenty five percent, and then for every sale after fifty million, Steam only takes twenty percent. Which is like
2: <laughs> really See, it's weird. Again, Shouldn't it only be the helping. other way around? Shouldn't you like take mm-hmm. more as you're making more money? Like the
1: <laughs> well, the idea there is you already made us this much money. Don't worry about it. Here, you get you get to keep you get to make more when you're making more. Uh, yeah, no, it sucks, dude. I'm not a fan of I just feel like
2: the, the the smaller developers yes. who are working on, like, smaller margins yes. seems like, like, in the... <laughs> I mean, it's all kind of fucked, and I think all the numbers, like, the, the baseline should just be lower across the board. Yes. Like, it's things like Steam, App Store, like, the apps, they they are... They, the idea they should take nothing, I think, is is both unrealistic and, and silly, um, but... Yeah, it does seem like, hey, you know, scrappy developer that like used all their savings. It seems like maybe they could the ones that they could yeah. use like the twenty, eighty uh-huh. 80 split. And as and as Kyle Orland pointed out in a piece at ours, um, part of what's lost in all this is uh they're pointing, you know, their Epic's pointing, you know, Fortnite at uh at Apple and Google. Um, but the twenty percent discount on V Bucks was also applied to every other platform that Fortnite is on, which is a PlayStation and Xbox and a switch. And you know what all those platforms do? They charge 30% of their developers on transactions Hmm. when they're listed. And nowhere is that mentioned. Like apparently in Epic's lawsuit, they try to make a a distinction where like a console is not a computer and a a phone is, and and, uh, and uh, uh tablets are like closer to pure computers in which there's – they try to – they look at like a Mac where it's like a Mac does have an app store but also you could install whatever software you like and that a console isn't that. And so they're willing to accept the royalty split on consoles but not willing to entertain it on uh, mobile computing devices because they're closer to computers than dedicated. But like consoles have apps. Like there's like no reason that they couldn't – I mean it, it seems – I don't. Know. It seems my end of it is that they they see weakness with Apple and are just choosing to exploit it at this particular time. And maybe that'll. I'm not sharing Epic, but I do. You know, if you have to pick a, you know, a side they are right in this particular instance, and this would benefit a lot of people and put a lot of money in the pockets of developers that could really use it. So it's not like I'm excited for Epic, but. Sometimes you need like a bigger player to sometimes just, you know, enemy of my enemy is my friend. And (laughs) this is this is a situation where if they got what they they got, what they wanted and it was across the board, like a lot of people would be better off for it.
1: Rob, you've been you have been leaning forward and back in in agitated exhaustion during this whole conversation. How are you
4: doing? Uh, okay, so. There's some things I'm just a little tired of, and one of them is flattening the distinction between companies that are worth twenty billion versus companies that are worth one trillion dollars like I think they're you know, almost at two trillion um, <laughs> that's correct um, but Go- alphabet is i think uh near a trillion but the, the the point is that you know those like those um infographics where people are talking about people don't know how much a billion dollars is, right? Like people don't understand the wealth of billionaires. I'm seeing a similar thing play out here with trillion dollar companies versus like large, really successful, well-heeled billion dollar companies. Epic does not have market power in the way a Google alphabet or Apple has market power. Like the scale actually does matter here. And I'm a little bit resistant to the notion that we should be flattening it into this, uh, you know, it's all just billionaire capitalist assholes, uh, you know, pox on both their houses. I think one of the things that we'd be looking for here is that if Epic does see this fight through to the end and gets a positive action in the courts to begin moving us toward a legal framework where antitrust... Uh, litigation stands a chance of being successful. Uh, Even if it's via a few really, really small avenues of attack, that is still probably moving us toward a healthier and less rigged economy. And if the door cracks open for the $20 billion companies, who knows could be down the road. It's cracked open for the million dollar companies. It could be cracked open just a matter of principle for the little guys. I don't know, but I think the scale matters. And I think we're I think it is a little bit uh disingenuous to look at an Apple versus Epic and say just two big gaming companies. If you think Apple's like a gaming company, like you're you're off base. Like that's that's not what their business is.
1: I'm I'm skeptical of this for two reasons. Um the the first is that the the project is hashtag free fortnight. It's not the antitrust lawsuit by itself. It's not we're going to send money into this. They're trying to win a war of public opinion, which to me means the real project there is at the end of the day, the antitrust case has nothing to do with public opinion. That'll be done in the courts. The judge will not see all of the gamers (laughs) angry on behalf of Fortnite and say, you know what? I
2: saw this was trending. I saw
1: Exactly. Which to me suggests that the final outcome is really about Epic's bottom line, not about whether or not they win that case, and this is why I'm I'm if I had to put my chips somewhere, it would be that they would take a sweetheart deal. That they would want if they get something that was good enough for them, they would get out of this race because that is why they're putting public pressure on Apple to push Apple to make them an offer. The second thing is the way capitalism works is by saying, "Look, the system works." And one of the ways that they do that is by gen. Or they one of the ways that the system does that is by generating examples by which. You can look as a, as a member of the public who has no access to these levers of the levers of power working in favor of the little guy. But the little guy is almost always someone who is themselves an exception. Um, mm-hmm. you produce outcomes that make you think that the that the system works and then that reproduces belief in the system, right? In this case, yes, it might become true <laughs> that $20 billion companies gain the ability to fight trillion dollar companies. Is that a good thing in the all-around? Yes. But that does not mean that it will it – will tr- that ability will trickle down to the person who makes $100,000 a year as an indie developer going against a trillion-dollar company, for instance, or a billion-dollar company, for instance. Um, that, that like – when you say that there is a difference there, there is. But the other half of that difference is we are as far away from that $20 billion company – as that, or as that $20 billion company is away from that, or we are not as far away, we're further away, right? That once you hit a certain uh, uh, amount of, of capital, you do gain access to new language and new verbs by which you can operate in the world. Independent developers don't have big lawyer money. Um, and so if you can pay the cover to get access to the legal system in that way, you certainly then have extra flexibility and certain uh, certain things made available to you and again these examples are used again and again in capitalism by which as a way to shore up the general belief that the system functions um and and it, it, it all while not actually changing the bottom line so yes if it, if it is the case that that this happens, maybe you do end up seeing other big challenges to other corporate monopolies. But those, those, my guess is that those challenges will, again, be primarily focused on getting these companies a sweetheart deal or shifting a number a little bit, going from 30% to 20%, which is a net good. But I'm not going to cheer for Epic as they do it or or buy into the belief that what they're doing is somehow selfless. Uh, and I'm certainly not going to like fill my Twitter feed with, like, rousing pro-gamer propaganda the way that so many people in our industry did when the stuff wasn't No,
4: but I think reflexive cynicism is lazy in its own way. Like, I'm thinking, I've been thinking the whole weekend about that line of argument, the notion that, to a degree, the argument against these sort of incremental, very like marginal reforms you see on the edges of uh, capitalism and regulatory frameworks is that they do diminish the urgency for the sort of deep-seated overhaul of these systems that we need, right? Uh, and I'm sympathetic to that. On the other hand, right now, I don't see a lot of viable political avenues for overhauling these systems like active right now through the political structures that exist mm-hmm. right now. So I'm happy to see, <laughs> I'm happy to see how this thread plays out. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And I, I don't think it's, I, I don't think wishing for its success necessarily. I don't think it necessarily ends up serving the cause of capitalism unless people stop paying attention and decide, well, Apple, Unless people Apple do got the thing school that, in the courts, the thing that they're the already doing—that's
1: the thing that they're doing already. That's the thing I'm saying: is that like the the way that this plays out again and again and again is somewhat. You once you pick a side in something like this, with that degree of uh, ambivalence about your own situation, not about the uh, suddenly you've displaced your own class position with the class position of your brand, and at that point you do end up feeling relieved when the brand wins. Um, I, I, it's not cynicism. It's, it's, like a, it's historical analysis of how this has happened again and again. You get a dog in the fight, the dog wins, you don't worry so much about your bottom line. Um, and, and I think that there's a degree to which – you're, again, I'm not an accelerationist, right? I'm not like, oh, I can't fucking wait until until we have to keep throwing you know money into capital until capital blows up so much that that uh, all of the contradictions really do just explode and and that and in order to do that, I'm going to become a super capitalist. Like that's is not who I am, uh, and that's a pretty bad caricature that I've just given of accelerationism. So if you're an accelerationist out there, I know that I did that. Um, but the the at the same time, what I don't want to do is assume that. Uh, The small gains that can come through uh, tiny, you know, uh, instances like this inside of a broad system, that those are somehow endemic of trends towards change Um, when historically they have been outliers and while the system has actually moved towards increasing inequality. There are, and those gains, and I'm not saying that those gains aren't meaningful, right? Like, there are, there have been times when you get, when you, when you have action that, uh, benefits a lot of people. And that's, that benefit is great, but if that benefits, but if, if, I have a platform. The thing I want to say on that platform is don't confuse that, that short-term benefit or that specific benefit that targets particular groups inside of a system that's oppressive uh, and, and exploitative as that system becoming less exploitative generally so much as that system investing in its ability to continue being exploitative indefinitely. That's the
3: system.
4: I think the history of antitrust is interesting because it used to be pretty far the other direction. Yeah, right? totally. Totally. And it's actually a relatively recent legal counter revolution that really began diminishing our protections from monopoly and in our our lifetimes. Like it's one of
1: the big changes legally in our lifetimes.
4: Right. And so there is a part of me where like I was sort of too young to see that part of the legal framework unravel. I didn't know what it meant as Mm -hmm. it was unraveling, but I do look at this and I'm like, I don't know what it would look like if you had a generation and certainly the way national politics and the courts are right now, we're probably still a long way away Mm -hmm. from that, but I don't know what it looks like to begin seeing a functionally like regulated marketplace. Like, cause my entire life has been the story of seeing the threads of that be ripped apart. And I will say one of the things I was thinking a lot about this weekend was like, is the legacy of Glass-Steagall a net positive, right? Like, right. Glass Steagall, its great success was making people think Glass Steagall wasn't necessary uh, <laughs> to manage finance, mm-hmm. right? Was it wasn't necessary to keep savings banks away from investment banks and keep those lines of business from from crossing? Um, and we saw where that went, right? But on the other hand, was the mistake was was Glass Steagall the mistake, or was complacency the the process of politics the mistake? Right, mm-hmm. where we just no system is going to survive if people stop paying attention to these issues and look like remembering why fences were put up. Right. And I think for me, that's where I come down a little bit on this, which is I share your concerns, but also I think fundamentally it behooves us in a, (laughs) in the shambolic ruins of democracy (laughs) to care about this stuff. Right. And continue feeling urgency about, the way the rules are being adjudicated and the framework, the economic framework uh, in which we exist.
3: Yeah, Last I, I think
1: that we, I think we agree on that. Like, I, I just want yeah. to be clear. I'm not saying put your head in the ground because the the titans are fighting and you just should cover your head and not watch. Please watch. But for me, it's like make sure that you that you understand what the circumstances are, what's at stake, the what your what your class position is in this. Not without without letting it like without being sublimated into some belief that like this does open the door for you or this proves that your own exploitation isn't happening because look, here is an example of it going right. As long as you're paying attention to to what these outcomes actually mean for these for these stakeholders, like I, I think that that's completely the right call.
4: Here's a question for you guys, though. Are they really weaponizing kids? Like, because I look at the ad, I look at the ad, and I'm like, did that resonate with kids?
1: No, I think they're bad yeah, at they it, but that's no. their attempt. Their goal is to yeah, that, have a yeah. I think, that was, for, it's, right, I think that was
4: for politicians. I think you have to be you're no, either a dance. fucking tech nerd yes. who's like, yes. Pirates of Silicon Valley is my favorite fucking movie, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. Double Thunder, <laughs> <100, laughs> Pirates of Silicon Valley, and Steve Jobs. Let's do it. Hey, go, go, read, go, like, go read up write-ups
2: of Tim Sweeney's politics and you can see an immediate through line to why someone like Kim would be like, yes, the 1984 ad is – that's very clever and um, it falls apart immediately upon any sort of like real scrutiny mm-hmm. of the politics is trying to uh, unpack. Uh, that feels – I mean, yeah, m- maybe it's aimed at – I think it was aimed oh, at journalists I guess, I at
1: I, trying to sneak in a story yeah. at four, you know, four p.m. on a Friday, or if it was a Thursday, not a Friday. But it was like Thursday. it's it's catnip to some degree. It's like whoa, look, it's it's, they're doing it's the clever. Thing.
2: It's just the actual thing they presented was terrible. Right. But the like the whole act, like when you when you look back at everything that occurred throughout that day, even though it quickly became clear that this was a, a piece of performance art to to a certain degree, you know. It, when's the last time we've seen like it was pretty like I, you know i can pick apart uh uh some of their aims and some of the consequences of that but I, it's i to my knowledge cannot remember the last time i've seen something play out like that it was no i absolutely I mean, enjoyed fa-
1: the 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 wrestling the, of the it spectacle you know it. what i mean like it absolutely was you called it a work I did call it a work. It was a work. Yeah. I did immediately. I said this. It was as soon as the ad went up for the 1984 thing. I was like, oh, this is a work. Uh, um, and it's a great gimmick. And it's like, you know what? Listen, listen. That's the, the the amazing thing of 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 Tim Sweeney coming out and revealing an NWO shirt underneath. Like, all right, let's go. I'm down. <laughs> um, uh, but that doesn't mean that I'm at the same time. Again, it's like recognizing it as a work means then uh, evaluating it on that level and not evaluating it on the level of, Everyone here is being completely sincere. Not that there is no sincerity. Well, and that's and that's the
2: issue with once the uh, it went out. Seeing certain members of the gaming community immediately start using that hashtag, like "come, come the fuck on," like what? What do you don't?
1: I yeah. I don't want to read. I don't want to read other tweets. I'm not going to go down this road. But just
2: know that we're not going to do this. We're going to let. Do the work yourself. You know, you know, you know. I'm just saying, this Some of week I
4: checking out that hashtag. And it did uh-huh, not oh, really? seem, It did not seem like the youths have joined the revolution. It <laughs> no, does not think
3: not seem think like They like corny the as shit because
1: they don't get the reference. They think it's corny as shit. And all of them want their parents to have jobs again. Like, it's not
2: right. – hashtag but, free Fortnite but, feels like – Also, what are the kids supposed to do? There is yes. no actual call to action in the video. Correct. There's not like – a, 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 you're not calling your congressman. You're like, what do you to do? Like, sunrise movement, no, but for IAPs. <laughs> like, what are you? But that's what I mean. Like, they're almost uh, surely on a family account on on this app store. So it's like the parents' credit card is like, like, what is the what? Who, who are they complaining to? Are they but adding Apple is, on Twitter? The kids the don't use Twitter. But this
4: is the thing. <laughs> like that ad is entirely it on TikTok.
1: Yeah, TikTok hashtag
4: free fortnight that ad is <laughs> entirely about Xers and Boomers who like care about the mystique of Apple, and like I genuinely think that unless they, unless they were truly delusional, they knew that was not going to resonate with kids. But that wasn't the point. The point was to go to uh, like people in journalism and people who are who are considered tech savvy on Capitol Hill by the very loose standards of tech, tech literacy on Capitol Hill. And to point out to them that like, Hey, Apple used to be cool. Apple used to be a, uh, used to be positioning itself as an innovator against abusive, like would be monopolies. And now they're just another rent sinking, uh, rent seeking monopoly. And I think that was, I think that's the only real message of it. If it was meant to like bring the kids out in the streets, um, um, <laughs> mm, didn't didn't seem so, to
0: didn't seem to work. On TikTok. Some yeah, of the linked... Trending hashtags right now. Uh-huh. Action lines, six point seven million views. Rocking in college, 17.5 million views. I say this to establish a baseline. Yeah. Free Fortnite, not technically on the trending list right now, but uh, mm, uh. but nine point six million views. Oh. That's all right. Yeah. So it's uh, maybe that they're using a different platform. Yeah. Uh, I've linked the I've linked to those
1: hashtags for y'all to peruse at your own. Yeah, I'll pleasure to watch it <laughs> uh, later. Uh, some of it is just Fortnite videos. Yeah, uh, yes, that's so, the, that's the you thing. know it. Yes. It doesn't
0: actually say anything in the video about it, but it's using the hashtag, therefore making it seem like there's a lot of people talking about it.
1: Exactly, I it is it is very funny. Uh, this is completely unrelated, but. Uh, There was a I was watching a video of Fortnite or or with Fortnite came up briefly with someone else and they're like, is Aquaman in Fortnite now? Yeah, "Yeah, Aquaman's (laughs) in Fortnite now. You could be Aquaman or you could be like Psylocke, you know, it's it's all in there now. Fortnite is just it's just Psylocke. Yeah, Psylocke's in there now. They added uh, I looked up all the crossovers for Fortnite recently. Uh, There's a great wiki called the crossover wiki. That includes uh, <laughs> a,
2: that's a very good
1: April seventeenth. I, I like. I almost don't believe this. And if this is fake, it's the best. It's the best troll I've ever seen on a on a Wikipedia. This is this is some real wax house baby shit. Uh, uh, April seventeenth, twenty twenty. There was an X Force crossover where you could uh, you got skins for Cable, Psylocke, and Domino. Three, three wow. real Marvel classics. My face. Uh, wow. No, these seem to be real. These seem to be real. Who in 2020 is like I gotta play Cable and Domino? I gotta. Domino is hot shit right now. There was <laughs> not like an X Force movie I missed, right?
2: They were Domino's well,
3: in
0: so they're uh, one of those. Uh, what's it called? The guy with the red Deadpools? suit.
1: Deadpools Yeah. Oh, was she the, in a, she was a Dead? Was Deadpool. she in a Deadpool? She, she was in, in a Deadpool.
2: Deadpool. Yeah, and de- Deadpool two before okay. the. Uh, the, the 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 sale happened to Disney was like working towards uh an, an X Force, Force thing. Okay,
1: and Deadpool yeah. was the previous was the pre- uh, Deadpool was a playable character in Fortnite April third twenty twenty. So that yeah. was like the lead in, and then boom! After that was.
0: Psylocke was yeah. also in the last like X Men movie, right? That
1: makes sense. Yeah, almost certainly, right? Has, and I, I think Cable yeah, that's, was in that's Deadpool, the one that uh, too. Olivia Munn
0: oh, right. Uh, played, yes. Yes. right? That was Correct. who, yeah.
2: Go yeah go she had some. And Cable was Thoughts also in the same
0: true. movie that Domino was in. in right. The same, yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Josh Brolin. He got to be Thanos. And, and uh, oh, was he Cable? Cable? In the wow. Same year, Shout right? out to Josh Brolin. Look he was good. You. Deadpool two is a bad movie. <laughs> Deadpool one is like pr- is like pretty good for like I what I, but he's he's good. In it. Okay. I don't need to get.
4: I'm here to go, to go down this this <laughs> Marvel. <laughs> I know. Theme, we gotta stop. Hall, I'm closing. I'm we gotta take a break. We gotta take a break. With my hammer. Oh yeah. I gotta save Patrick from this.
3: Patrick,
2: you can be free. <laughs> Let's talk about Lovecraft Country. I'll do that for another do that, 45 yeah, minutes. Yeah, do
1: that next time. Like, uh, We should. Mm. All right. We'll be right back. We'll talk about video games after this.
3: Pulling
4: up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah. That's me.
1: All right, we're back. We didn't really go anywhere. We kind <laughs> of no. talked through what we normally. We, normally, we go like, let's go to a break, and then there's at least either someone takes a break or there's like a five second quiet moment. We just talked all through it. Kato, you deal with that.
0: That's yeah, whatever. That's going in the back somewhere.
1: Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, Rob, what? How how are our skies these days? How how beautiful are they? How mm. beautiful is the world from from a higher perspective? <laughs>
0: I um, forgot what you were talking about and thought you were asking him, like, how's the smog level out there? You know? How's the like, smog how's pollution level? Doing? Mass <laughs> and low Are we all right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Eco Corner with Rob Zach. Uh-huh.
1: Uh,
4: is the, the urgency healing the
1: way the, vi- the, the, the viral <laughs> means say?
4: Uh, yeah, what's the name of Steve Martin's character in uh, in LA Story? Harrison tele- Telemaker
1: that sounds like it could be right
4: <laughs> yeah the the wiggy weatherman yeah uh so i am i have been flying uh the the friendly skies as it were uh i've been playing microsoft flight simulator and Woo! it is indeed an impressive and very pretty game uh it is also the game that more than anything i've played has just punted my computer, uh, like all around this apartment. Wow, it's, like this was this was the but here's the thing like, probably it is that I've got a quad core uh processor, so it's a bit out of date at Damn. like 4200. Uh, what are you doing, Rob? Uh, megahertz, <laughs> uh, but the the thing the thing about it is I'm not convinced that's entirely the problem because everything seems to be about like long load times uh. and to give you to to let you uh here's what you do in Microsoft Flight Simulator as you know the hook is that it's basically powered by Bing maps, right? Like uh-huh. there've been various versions of this, like use Google maps and fly around the globe. This is the actual flight sim version of that, right? It is a credible like flight sim model, but it is tied to uh Bing satellite maps of the entire world. And that means that like, as opposed to old flight sims where, There were regions you could fly around in, you know, like the early flight sims when I was, when I was growing up, like Chicago was really well detailed, right? Like you could take off at Megsfield, land at Midway, et cetera. Uh Like that was a detailed part of the world. Other parts of the world just didn't exist. This, you can like literally go anywhere. And to a degree that is genuinely surprising, um... So I started I was like, let's see how good this is. I started flying around regional airports in uh, Michigan because I know a bunch of them uh, just because of some family <laughs> vacations. Can we back and up, though? My favorite part of this
2: experience of you playing this game was, I believe, on Friday afternoon, you were, you, were, you declared in Slack time to sit down and play some flight simulator. When you, like, hit the install button and then realized that you were then facing, like, 150
4: (laughs) gigapackers. It had
3: installed.
4: It had installed the entire morning. What? So I had been like, woo, flight simulator. It's done. (laughs) Hit that launcher. And then it was, like, great. Just a quick 100 gigabyte download. (laughs) Um, And by the way, those gigs are going to come more slowly through whatever like through the app, <laughs> then you got the right. executable file for Microsoft Flight Simulator. Oh. So I was just sitting there like it was doing it in increments of a hundredth of a percent watching <laughs> oh it tick oh. up. And I was like, I can't like, and you know, how, you know how that completely Ro- Rob's breaks all the brain? way through the six pack and we're at 30%. Uh-huh. <laughs> Patrick, I was sitting there oh. on my couch. Oh, with when you typed this,
2: when you typed this, I had the image in my yeah, head same. and my heart broke because I knew you had probably done so much work uh, to huh. just get yourself- was, Oh look at him! Oh, I'm sitting, sitting on the
4: couch the with this in. with these fucking atrocities on <laughs> <laughs> <in> my lap.
1: <laughs> Rob's he's holding wait, up. Wait, hold that Hold those up, up, please. Yeah, can we can we I get those again? Please.
4: And the award goes to <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I was like literally all dressed up to go fly, <laughs> like had those well, in, in my ready lab. to go to the prom. Uh, <laughs> and <it> was, like <laughs> we'll be ready to play in a few minutes, hundred gigabytes, delayed
1: on the runway. You're in your seat. You're ready to take off.
4: <laughs> uh, so, and it was just one of those things where, you know, like, you're really, this is how I'm going to spend my afternoon, yeah. and then the plans change, Yeah, and mm-hmm. it just completely derails you in a really that profound and weird way Yeah, that you can't fully, like, justify to anyone, like, I can't explain to you why it ruined my day, it just did. <laughs> no, that makes <laughs> sense. Like, no, I was, you doing, weren't. I was just doing laps through my Netflix queue. Like, oh. what What could kill this 90 minutes that I've got to kill? That doesn't sound good. That doesn't sound good. That's too long. Okay, now I've only got to kill 80 minutes.
1: Yeah, if I keep doing this, I'll only have to kill 10 minutes and then
4: I can just watch something on YouTube. So, <laughs> then, in another cruel twist of fate, um, so... This is the first time I busted out the SciTech Rhino in about three years, maybe. Um, that is a, what is called a uh, HOTAS. Yes. Uh, hands-on throttle and stick. And it's it's cool. It's got a really fussy joystick and an entire throttle with a lever and a million buttons. But a lot of times, the expectation with like some SIM equipment is that Popular stuff like a SciTech stick will have a preload associated with it. There's a configuration like the game recognizes. Hey, this is what you're using. Here's what we figured are our recommended settings for that. I start the game and it's like, what the hell is that? And it like it knows what it is. It's like, I oh, say so you got a Tech. Okay. Um, it doesn't do anything. You want it to do something? And I was like, I would. I would like it to do something with a plane. Probably. Yeah, and it's like, okay, well, you can create a custom uh, control configuration for it. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, So, where are, like, the basic commands? Open up, like, okay, what are some unassigned commands? Thinking that you would find. 14 tiered menus. Jesus
0: Christ.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And in Uh, two weeks, there will probably be a file. Or when's this, yes. this is out, this is out tomorrow. So like tomorrow night, someone will have built <laughs> their ideal controller config. Uh, yeah,
4: but it'll so. be too late for me. Uh, so it, I was just going through. So I, I went into flight school where you go through virtual training, and just as things were coming up, I was like, okay, that seems like it's going to be a useful thing. Okay, trim. I will add uh, the trim controls to this to this knob on the throttle. Uh, but eventually I did get to go flying and I discovered that, um, the game is really hardware intensive. Uh, but again, like probably there's some CPU bottling going on, but like, I've got a really serious video card and I just, I put this on like a brand new, uh, like solid state drive, uh, the NVMe, uh, the uh style ssds which is sort of the newer configuration of ssd so like the failure points aren't that many with (sighs) this it had to have been the cpu but like it ran shockingly badly um like i say i say in the thing i wrote for the site today like it was serious flashbacks to like when you realized your 486 was now living in a pentium world and it just didn't cut it anymore um it could like It was kind of that feeling. But the weird thing was, I think a lot of it is because the game will, it takes forever to load because it is pulling in all this map data that's not on your PC. It's not building it off like locally stored files. It's going to Bing and being like, okay, uh, Rob wants to fly around New England uh, for some reason. So I need all the high res satellite imagery. You got of New England so and does that mean there's so like a boundary
2: box of like what you like once you're in the air, like you can't go past a
4: certain point because it's no, only pulled in a certain feel, amount of map you'll data? You not feel it load. That's the ah. thing. It's like, so you'll have, this is my theory. Once it had loaded, it would start to perform really well. And I was like, okay, actually, I guess I can run this at pretty decent detail settings. And that would work for a while. But then you'd fly and then you just like hit a point and it's like okay, time for performance to like briefly crater. I assume because I had just flown in a weird angle where the game hadn't sort of assembled the track in front of me and had to take Mm. a beat and just like hoover up another chunk of data and like build the world in front of me. Um, However, the payoff for that is, it's kind of absurd how detailed this is. Um, Like again, I'm going around like, Regional airports in Michigan that like there's no reason anybody should know unless you like hanging out in Charlevoix uh, in the summer, (sighs) Um, which it's a beautiful town. You should you should check it out, Uh, but it was weird saying that because you because it's not like a perfect one to one um, rendition of it, but like it is recognizably the place, right? Like including little quirks about the way. Um, so at that airport, unlike a lot of other other airports, you don't make a long straight approach to the runway. I don't know why Uh, my partner thinks it's because there were some noise complaints. And so what planes have to do is they basically fly. And then they make, like, a hard bootleg left turn and just (laughs) fall like a fucking stone onto (laughs) the runway. And that's how they land. That's And this was the second place I went to go for a landing after, like, qualifying as a pilot and, like, learning how to land the plane. And so the very first place I went immediately discarded all the things I'd been taught about how to (laughs) land a plane. And it's like, okay, so now...
1: But they um, did it. That's awesome. The fact that that is the way it was. You know what I mean? That quirk oh, yeah. of the real place is fantastic. Austin,
4: you know how like there's that like kamikaze dive bomb in the Newark airport? Uh-huh. Like it's kind of that. Like you will do that where it's like, okay, got to clear these smoke fa- these smoke the stacks. And Listen, New Jersey just...
1: is a beautiful state.
4: <laughs> you just watch the wings caress the top of the smokestacks and then you just like fall like a leaf onto uh-huh. the runway. It's great uh but yeah so it's it is really impressive uh in that sense um but the trade-off is in places it just doesn't look very convincing at all um cities the game doesn't really however it's building the locations it doesn't know what to do with like glass and steel oh. in cities hmm. and so it just renders all of it as like really dingy like gray brutalist structures, including buildings that are like famously like glass and reflective. Like Boston has. So you're the, saying um, it's a better world. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, you probably love it. Um, it's it's uh, but it, it's incredible. Like seeing all this detail, the, the toll that you pay is just, it takes a long time to load into a mission. And even once it, once the, even once it loads, you you shouldn't actually start doing anything because it's lying. It's Mm. like, oh yeah, you're, you're ready to take off. And you're like, great. Let me move the camera. And it's like, okay, hold on. You move the camera. Uh, (laughs) why'd you do that? Why'd you go and do that? Give me two or three minutes. Uh, and then we can do something. (sighs) Um, but once, once you're actually around there flying, like it's really impressive. Like it's ridiculous. Um, this is probably, it's been a while since I've flown anything like this. Um, I haven't played a game with like a fully functional virtual cockpit in ages, but that's kind of what you're dealing with in this game, where like you're looking around the cockpit of the plane and it's like a one-to-one recreation of the real thing. And if you move your mouse cursor around, all the knobs and switches for the most part actually do shit yeah. in that cockpit. Um and so like if you want to, if you're like, I want to learn how to fly a 747 um it seems like you could learn to fly a 747 uh in this game me i left the aids on because i just want to I, wa- I just want to fly among the clouds um that's where i belong <laughs>
3: um
4: and i was rewarded for that
1: um the <clears throat> you were talking about the cities i think the thing that cities sometimes remind me of from from looking at footage and stuff is um either of you or any of you do the uh google like vr like the google maps vr app google world google earth whatever it's called
2: i've heard it's really neat i've it's never, really never neat and it, but,
1: part yeah. of why it's so neat is that it's just absolutely broken with buildings and like g- ground structures um uh because it doesn't know what their geometries are and it guesses and so everything is kind of like sh- stretched into angular it's kind of like an incredible nightmare um and there, some of the cities have that vibe where it's like oh this map data has been flattened. This was a this was a baseball field, but here it's a flat JPEG. Oh, this was supposed to be a you know a set of of uh, buildings that have kind of um, uh, angled and then flat roofs, but you just kept the angle going, and now it's just a sp- <laughs> it's like a neighborhood filled with spires. Um, and and that stuff is like almost broken in an interesting way to me. To the degree that I'm guessing, I'm guessing Robert never took you out of the experience in the way that was like, well, this fucking game sucks. That's not what buildings look like.
4: Well, it's it's weird. Like, so taking off from Boston, it's like you're in the uncanny valley of flight, right? It's like, okay, so if I were an airline pilot in limbo, uh, this is what it would be like, (laughs) right? Like, I'm not I'm not alive anymore. I died somewhere along the line and now I'm a pilot. I'm just ferrying uh, souls around New England. Um, and there is, and there's what's left of Boston. Uh, there's the sort of the phantasmagorical uh, version of Boston that we have. And so it does like, it doesn't necessarily take you out of it, but it gives the game kind of a weird aesthetic quality that I don't know. It It's distinctive and probably yeah. over time will be softened, right? Like probably over time, they're going to do just enough like bespoke models to like fix this up on the other hand. So like places like Boston, it doesn't show up in like, to, to great effect. But then like I flew to my hometown and I was like, Oh, like there's downtown. Like there literally are all the buildings I recognize and they look (laughs) right, including little details, um, about like where groves of trees are planted and where they sort of like encroach on roof lines. It's weird. And so it's this, it's this bizarre thing where it's, it's very uneven experience. Like the things you might think Oh surely the game would would know what this looks like. It would it, this is a this is a popular location. It would get it. It might not. Uh but then you go to places where there's no reason the game should be like that lovingly rendered and you'd be like, "Yep, that's that's just what this is. I know yeah. this and that is what it looks like uh if you're flying over it."
1: How many times are we going to see Twitch people dox themselves using this game?
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, Hey, that's my house. Hey, oh, hey, that's my.
1: Oh, <laughs> y'all want to see my house? This is where I live at this street. Um, don't please, if you're going to stream this game, be careful about it, just in case.
2: Seems like that would hit your CPU even harder.
1: Seems <laughs> <laughs> so like you're getting too close. Um, the, the I, I guess what, one of the things we I would love to hear just a little bit about here is just like game structure, like the the what do you what is is there a meta structure? Or are you just choosing an aircraft? location and like a run basically or you're saying like okay i want to fly from jfk to heathrow and then like in this plane in these conditions etc yeah. and then and then is it building anything around that choice or is it just kind of a sandbox in that way
4: it's mostly a sandbox uh which has always been with flight simulator yes, has been absolutely. this has always been when i was a kid i didn't get it i didn't know why this was popular yeah. when i was like <laughs> i could play european air war and like literally, like dive on a formation of Heinkel bombers with a Spitfire and just like fuck them up, and that's awesome because the plane is cool and it has guns, so right. it's <laughs> so it's better. Uh,
1: yeah, maybe you didn't hear. It's called European Air War.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I didn't, Dad. I, yeah. I didn't Yo, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't totally get it uh, back back in the day, but this has always been what the civil civil aviation sims have been. It's been about just sort of enjoying flight and also enjoying the proceduralism of flight. Um, I think if. So there's the scene at the the end of uh, Rush, which is an F1 movie, where uh, Nicky Lauda's character explains why he got into piloting. And he's like, it's just because of the discipline. It's all the romance of flight. It's all bullshit. It's all like, look at your instruments. Here are the rules. Here are your procedures. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what these games have always offered at the highest end. People turning off the aids, trying to do things more and more by the book for whatever that aircraft class is. Um and there is a lot of satisfaction and reward that comes from doing all that. And so I think for a lot of people a lot of the game is going to be you create custom flights where you're like I'm going to go from here, I'm going to fly here and then I'm going to land over here and I'm going to do it all on a snowy evening uh in, you know, February. And it's going to be sunset and it's going to be beautiful. And that that's cool like being able to do that uh like, you know, Flying through, uh, you know, thunderstorms, uh, you know, in New Hampshire was really cool. Like flying over the, uh, you know, Adirondacks in, in, like, driving rain was genuinely scary and cool and, like, felt surprisingly uh, tense because the plane's just being buffeted by wind. However, there are challenges uh, that you can undertake, and they they seem to it's kind of a live game situation where it looks to me like their plan is to do this maybe weekly. uh, But there are basically navigation challenges where can you fly without like GPS? Like, can you like navigate using your tools uh, from like point A to point B? Um, You know, you're not going to have like a little like, You can't you can't hit M and see exactly where you are. Like you actually have to like figure out how you're gonna like fly this journey. The literal Patrick was never seen again.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
2: Patrick lost the clouds. Oh, it's terrible. Just just went up and went, I'll I'll just see if I go really high, it's kind of like a map.
4: (laughs) Dude, it's so it is amazing how quickly you realize that you would just you lose all sense of uh like direction like you fly into a cloud and within 30 seconds you've somehow pitched the plane outside because you're like oh i'm correcting for the wind like i'm I'm keeping this thing straight and level then you come out of the you come out of the cloud and like the ground is rushing toward you and you're like i had no idea I, i did that and so you learn like Just watch your instruments. And after a point, you're just like not flying. You're not looking out the window. You're just like staring at the artificial horizon being like, okay, cool. Got to, you know, got to touch it a little back to the right. Love it. The other challenge you can do um, is like basically uh, I, I think it's like bush pilot challenges where it is basically fly long distances over like sparse terrain in like a really lightweight aircraft um and so like can you you know can you fly around uh for instance like long dark type shit right like just the the northern reaches of alberta from like nowhere in particular to nothing much can you do it uh you know safely so there's, there's a bit of that as well i haven't gotten into too much of that because I am also not a master navigator. Uh, I am, I am not ready oh, to hmm. to take this. On. I see. Uh, just it's just a just couple a few
1: blocks, blocks, blocks away. Yeah, it's just a few <laughs> blocks. We'll be right there. It's just around. It's a great little spot.
3: Yeah,
0: just a couple of blocks.
1: Um, I really want the How version it of this. I need to fly a square. <laughs> it's just two squares away uh the um the thing i really wish is i don't wish but like i was secretly hoping that there would be an almost euro truck sim elements or not element but like campaign mode here that starts you out with like a nothing little you know a nothing little biplane uh
2: that lets you build to to that like it makes sense to to start with the, the audience but it's an underserved ignored like, Microsoft this owned the game. this space. Yeah. Yeah, like, this is the thing they were doing in the 90s. Microsoft Flight Sim, yes. like, th- was the same with, oh, Microsoft mm-hmm. also was, like, made the best golf game. It links, right? Or wasn't that was they, they were making one? There was Access, right. Didn't they yeah. get bought by Microsoft, though? I, I can't remember. Anyway, but I remember that it was of that era, mm-hmm. and um it makes more sense to start here. And then, if it's popular, like, you know, like Rob mentioned, the... The challenges is, like yeah. where you start to build like, oh, then you would do a, you could see like a campaign mode that was like on Microsoft Game Pass like a year from now to Love like it. get people interested.
4: It's, they do a decent job, for instance, uh, when you go through training, you have a virtual instructor who's actually really engaging and charming and tells you like. Uh, it's Drew Scanlon. I was going to say, <laughs> is, it,
1: is it Drew Scanlon? <laughs> Rob, I would pay good money to watch you and Drew Scanlon play this game together. That's all. Putting um, that out there,
4: Drew's dead to me. After he did not express appropriate sympathy for the fact that the controls weren't mapped, he was like, "That's just flight sims." That's that's. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not wow. here for that. Wow.
1: Drew. Well, Drew's been in the in the fucking trenches, the flight sim trenches, oh, doing I shit. You I know, know. know, but
2: some of and us- actually got and actually like like got taught and knows how
1: to. Right, fly also knows how to fly a plane. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's true.
4: Yeah, but, like, I don't want to have to go through, like, no, I, yeah. dying in an A-10 Warthog when I was trying to cold start an engine wrong. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't need to go through that. That happened? Time. Oh, just all-time good
1: giant to... bomb clip. All-time good <laughs> giant bomb clip is a Drew Scanlon, Dave Snyder joint. I forget which game that was, but just sitting on the runway, trying to start a plane for, like, 30 <laughs> minutes, and they're just about there. They're just about got it, and then just like... Burr, and just destroyed from some passing enemy warplane. Oh no!
4: I do not think it was. You don't think, think it was? Literally, they blew they just their blew
1: engine. up their. Oh my god!
4: Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's great. Literally, I think uh. they uh, they just pulled. They they could not bring an engine uh, back down, and, and it uh, so kept
1: spinning just, up. And then yeah,
4: great. I uh, love it. But yeah, so I I think. They showed some capacity to do some character development with the training, and to the point, like what you guys were both asking for, uh, was actually kind of done with um, a game called Take On Helicopters. Did, did this ever cross your radar?
1: I know the name because it's so idiosyncratic. <laughs> um,
4: okay, so Take On Helicopters is like the X Wing Alliance. Why wouldn't of it be take off helicopter helicopters? Because
1: helicopters take off. They don't take on. They take off.
0: Because then, how else would you explain the no, pencil you, aesthetic? No, but
4: you take them on. Like, are you ready? I see. are you strong It Feels like, it feels to like be a threat. Man?
1: Yeah. I, and here, All let right, me I'm tell gonna... you, I'm not. Have you seen a helicopter?
4: So here's the thing. What that game was was you come home as literally okay already a great lead into a flight sim. You come home. After being discharged from the army, following being shot down in Afghanistan, like some shit went down in Afghanistan, Uh and you come home to your family's helicopter company in Seattle, and they're like... The player takes on the
2: role of a civilian helicopter pilot. Harry Larkin's aviation business has fallen on tough times. Built up over decades. It's now only days away from closure. His sons face an uncertain future. Struggling to save the company their father spent his whole life building. Together, they must take on contracts and competitors. Together, they take
4: on (laughs) helicopters! (laughs) And so here's the fucking wild part, okay? It's corny as hell. Take on helicopters DLC, Heinz. Okay, well, we're probably jumping the shark <laughs> at that point, uh, because that company, if the Larkin company's flying Heinz around, something's probably, like, God, like, is that the PMC expansion, where it's like, well, dad's company went under. Well, uh, it's we from the, this, it's uh, from go the, back to work.
2: 20- <laughs> yeah. It's from the ARMA developers, though, right? Yeah, so, that makes uh, sense. So, so we Is this, I, is this basically, so I played... Uh, I didn't play any of Microsoft Flight Sim uh, or any real Flight Simulators, but I was like really into Wing Commander and stuff like that in the 90s. And I got really into SimCopter specifically. Like, I loved fucking SimCopter because it gave the experience of like the arcade experience of like. Arcade slash sim experience of piloting a helicopter, but with, like objectives. Like I was like going to help fight fight fires, and you know, I landing was like really difficult. So I, I got really into Simcopter, yeah. like a, a spell. Um, but that's the closest I've ever gotten to like playing one of one of these this games. But I liked it because it w- it was the objective based thing. I, I need I, I I'm not going to be able to do the. F- fly to jfk like i need like a oh fu- like you need a fire a ter- a ter- a, i need a terrorist to take over the plane at some point to <laughs> for this to work
4: i go back to this game because i think i should i didn't appreciate it enough at the time how bold it was and like genuinely i would kill for more games like this like patrick like what if i told you that there's a mission where you got to fly a jerry jones like figure around seattle because he's thinking about acquiring oh, a this is team. that sounds great yeah it uh-huh. sounds like, great you're just like sitting here listening to him like rattle off his big fancy man plans and you're like, fuck this guy. Uh, or you get to like go on missions where like your bro- you and your brother are like doing a rush delivery of like emergency equipment. But while you're on the radio, it's CB radio shit, you and your brother flying your separate helicopters and you start getting to the bottom of like, hey, man, why'd you leave the family? Like, yeah, yeah, I understood. Like, yeah, you felt called to serve or whatever, but we needed you here, man. Wow. Like dad's not doing well. And I was here to deal with so like prodigal son in a helicopter sim, like that's what you're dealing with. It has one of the most harrowing fucking things I've ever experienced, by the way. Um, there is this mission, you get a flashback to like what went down in Afghanistan. So, oh my god, <laughs> you fly, like, I just want to play this with you, Rob. I don't know great. that I need this to play this. This is the play this. hot
2: new waypoint. Let's play our next live stream. <laughs> yeah. like, do you want to know what's going to be on that? Uh, that take schedule? on helicopters,
3: take
4: on helicopters because Rob is going to take it on for us. There's this mission you get to the bottom of, like, okay, well, what happened in Afghanistan, and you're on like this milk run, uh, like just burying Always um, is. like some supplies from like one base to like a forward fire fire base not supposed to encounter anything you start taking like ground fire and like all the games prepared you for is like just doing civil aviation shit like drop into a hover lower the cargo winch. <laughs> right. and now you're in this flashback and you're just flying along your helicopter and suddenly like like Rounds start exploding across your windscreen and you like turn and your co-pilot is just fucking dead.
1: Oh my God. And
4: then, then you start getting the like alarm klaxons and the engine is on fire and you lose control of the the chopper and you start having to do, the game has taught you how to like auto rotate and basically like you control a crash in a helicopter. Basically you try to just keep it in a flat spin Mm. And make it so that it lands and uses up all its energy, just like skittering across the ground rather than just exploding. So that happens. You like wake up in your helicopter. The only other member of your crew is like critically injured. You are given an M16. You start dragging this guy out of there. Dude, because it's it's an ARMA game, right? It's it's actually just ARMA, right? So out of nowhere, in the middle of this helicopter game, you are basically dragging a dude across, like, <laughs> across <laughs> Afghanistan while being hunted by the Taliban. Um, and that's why you don't fly helicopters for the army anymore. And it's like a good reason out of it's completely out of the blue. And it's like one of the most impressive like military game sequences I've ever seen because it's not in a military game. It's just right. like right. this is what happened to you. It went bad um and now you don't ever want to do this stuff again god uh, and like that's kind of that what that game incredible
2: was. why didn't yeah. anyone talk to us about microsoft flight sim fuck was, that we should take on helicopters uh <laughs> give me that hey everybody welcome to take on
1: helicopters a week here so, at waypoint
4: <laughs> i will say there in was in this one essay thing- i will <laughs> <laughs> i underrated that game i think for another reason which was that i didn't know enough about helicopters and so i thought i was just really bad at the game but it turns out there was a really bad bug um hmm. so i couldn't i was like landing in this game is impossible like the game is like okay get really low drop into a hover and now just ease off on the power and gently touch the skids <sighs> down every time you do that the helicopter would start rocketing back and forth on its side at like blinding speed. The rotors would touch the ground and the thing would explode. Oh my God. And I was like, I'm just bad. At, like, this is tougher than carrier landing. Like, what is going on? Like, I'm just, I'm just crap at this. So my only solution was to basically not get that low and cut power from like 20 feet up and just like <laughs> land. And the game was like, you're really bad at landing helicopters. And I was like, the only way I know how. Uh, it turns out later they had to patch um, they had to patch a ground effect bug which was the rotor wash was way too strong and so it was creating this like crazy strong pocket of air from your rotors that was causing your helicopter to skip as it got closer to the ground and that that was a bug that was in the version I played and if I knew more about helicopters I would have been like This is fucked up. But instead, I was like, I cannot take on helicopters. These are just. (laughs) You have to be a special man to pilot these beasts. God. Well, thank you
1: for taking us into a world we did not know existed. No, please.
2: No, click on this. Click on this uh-huh, video okay. um, at this time code that I have shared into our group oh, chat. Oh, okay. Um, it's a, a take on helicopters uh, time uh, time trial. People speed running. Oh, speed I just running wanted just, Okay. Are we you yeah, counting just in or are we just going yeah, yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah. Th- okay. Ready? Three, two, one. Click. Oh,
1: this okay. is. There's some wild Eurobeat. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, some wild eurobeat playing in this helicopter that's flying through rings, uh, and everyone in the helicopter in business suits is bobbing their His head, head along to these dance rhythms.
2: This presumably is presumably a, mo- a headbanging mod. I can only, I, can I only. What assume. if it isn't? What if they just
1: built it like this? Game.
2: This just might be the game
1: this this is a bop wait how are you gonna get through this one there's a giant this cruise looks, ship
4: oh god this no. seems really hard
1: oh Christ. i would not like to fly i would not like to take on helicopters all right i'm closing this wait a second is uh, this
0: a meat is this a vocaloid
1: this does sound like a vocaloid so probably not <laughs> probably not in the
2: game
0: no uh,
2: Do you play that game with a controller I'm, i was looking that up as i was doing this and it doesn't have <laughs> actual support but it sounds like you can you can you can, you can make it work. take it you can yeah, yeah yeah that makes sense um geez i feel like nothing
1: else we say is going to live up to that that segment no
2: we, which i feel like we need to punt on everything I else to like another everything podcast kind of like <laughs> trash. blasphemous is pretty good we can talk about it another time
1: <laughs> but you 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 punted on blasphemous last time did you just want to say something nice about blasphemous
2: yeah i uh i will the nice thing i'll say is that i uh so blasphemous which is a uh yeah, to be reductive, a not even reductive. It's because this is what it's trying to be is a two D Dark Souls. Uh, traditionally, I've been dismissive of. Hold on, this like is the job. Tra- <laughs> Still watching. <laughs> Rob is head banging. <laughs> yes. so
4: he's,
2: he's gonna watch that video all the way to the end. Oh of, yeah, uh, that time trial. Oh. Um, all right,
4: so you're playing Last of Us again?
2: No. <laughs> Blas- Blas- Blasphemous.
4: Blasphemous. Blasphemous
2: blasphemous Rob is now just listening to
4: techno
0: uh-huh. um, <laughs>
2: while recording the pod <laughs> um I, yeah I, I've mostly been dismissive when I see those trailers because like cool like you know do, do we need to do this like yeah, I understand yeah. I get it yeah 2d dark souls like um and so mostly I've just like just been outright dismissive even though a lot of the times they have art styles that seem or even gameplay mechanics seem potentially interesting so I definitely watched a trailer for Blasphemous and was just like, yeah, I'm good. Like, I've played enough of these that don't feel good that I just became dismissive of the whole sort of attempt. Um, and then there was a trailer for the this new DLC for uh, Blasphemous that uh, came out uh, a week or so ago. And just the art really captured me. I was like, damn, this looks fucking incredible. Um, just like real big screen-filling creatures and backgrounds um a lot of uh uh uh, christian iconography um and i was like "Ah, all right i'm gonna i'm gonna download this and see what's what's going on and it's really good like (laughs) it's it's really fantastic it's much more it absolutely is souls where it's you know the checkpoints where you kneel Mm -hmm. and you heal and the enemies come back and um uh, you know, there's parrying. The parrying feels really good, but it's like way more Castlevania. Like it's Dark Souls, but like way more also tilted in a Castlevania, um, direction where you've got you know a map that you're filling out, and you know you're coming back with different abilities. And so there's like the sh- there is a lot of souls, but there's like so much Castlevania mm-hmm. in here uh, as well. Um, and it's just so 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 pretty. Um, uh, I'm gonna be actually interviewing the developers. Uh, to tomorrow um because like this was a game made in Spain in which it's pulling specifically from like spanish, spanish like, christian Catholic. yeah yeah okay yeah iconography but when they released the game they couldn't do anything more than an english dub Huh. even though they're Spanish developers because they couldn't afford they could it. And I, read, I, was right. this article, I was reading this article – I was reading this Reddit thread where one of the developers was explaining like, yeah, like we have a lot of pride in, in Spain and this game is like ve- very, very Spanish. Like this, you cannot separate that from, from this game at all. But that to appeal to the largest possible audience, they had to put in um, just English um, voiceovers. And so when they did the DLC, the game had been uh, a, a enough of a success that they could go back and finally do like a proper Spanish – um, uh, dub with and the the write up I had was like this this reader, um, this fan explaining why the it's not just a good dub it's like a spectacular dub and so I'm talking to them about like being able to like come back and finally like you know do a thing for your game even though you couldn't you to for market reasons right. for, for capitalist reasons you had to appeal to the largest demographic um and so it's just kind of a cool story and yeah I'm. I could dig into it more when I get further into the game. I've played like three three hours or so, um, but it's it's a really good. Not even one of those. I really haven't played anything like it. It's just uh, it has souls. It's got Castlevania. Um, it's hard, but it's really satisfying and really beautiful. So it's I'm playing it on Switch, but it's it's on a, most of the platforms I think at this point. Um, so I would recommend folks check it out. Totally.
1: Um, speaking of things that we're, like, dipping into that are, like, Souls plus blank, uh, I I just wanted to shout out, I revisited, um, Remnant, uh, from the Ashes. Which was free on the
2: Full Circle Epic Games Yeah, it is is free on the,
1: it still is, I think, right now. Um, that game rules, like, I, 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 so, um... Still on my list. I you I should play this game. Like I, I, I it is it is so good. It were has, you
4: high on it before? I remember I was, you were, you praised it a lot. I praised I it a lot. I fell off of it. it down to it rolls.
1: I I fell off of it because I um I was playing with a co op friend and we just like stopped playing together. And the way the, the save system works is that you keep your character but not world progress because each world is a randomly generated seed um, that like combines like the, the very very easy example of this is just like the bosses you get are different uh you know there's like two different world bosses you could get in, in for each for each kind of like big level there's a bunch of little smaller bosses there's other little events and like encounters that may or may not trigger depending on your your playthrough um and uh so i went back to it and got back to where i was in my own save and then in fact went further and i'm like a full level level and a half past where, where um uh, i was the last time i played and it's just like consistently the enemy the enemy encounters are really good the the um, boss fights are really great. The the basic just gameplay feel, that that I was certain at the time ruled, uh, and it still does. And having spent time away from it, going back to it is like, I wish that there was even, if this game was Warframe, I would be gone. Like if Warframe felt the way Remnant does, if it was that style of, of like games of service, ongoing MMO style thing, Remnant would be the one that I would want to play because that's how good it feels to to like move around the world. People don't remember, it's kind of like, uh, third person uh, uh, action RPG with lots of Dark Souls um, uh, kind of uh, inf- influence around boss design, world design. Um, uh, even I'd say even some some uh, like aesthetic touchstones. Um, and my, my favorite thing about this game is just and it's been long enough now that I'm willing to talk a little bit more openly about it is that there's like a there's a real bait and switch, which is the game is advertised as like a post apocalyptic like shooter. Uh and the first area is a ruined American city um that's been taken over by these monsters called the root which are big tree like zombies basically. Um uh and that's true and then at the end of that zone um you know you're fighting wild bosses but then you're told to go find the tower and you walk down the street And out of nowhere, this giant obelisk shows up, like, summoned in from the heavens. Uh, And it looks like it's, like, you know, angular uh, uh, quake-style architecture. And you go in there, and there's, like, a dude who has, like, a weird... Huge, monstrous body, uh, face empty or covered with a veil, and who starts talking to you in otherworldly riddles that are just like, okay, there is some other wild shit going on here. And from there, you end up going to, like, a hub zone that connects to other – and the hub zone is called the labyrinth, and it's a bunch of floating platforms, and you're just in weird, you know, cosmic sci-fi – hub uh like that specific trope is brought in basically and you're like going through portals from world to world learning about how this this uh this Force has ravaged all these other places, and you're fighting different enemy variations in each one, and learning the myths of their of these different worlds. Like here is a desert, you know, uh, uh, world that's been that pushed that managed to push back the root, uh, and you're fighting against the people there. And here you're in like swampland, and there's like a bug queen and a bunch of gross bug monsters, uh, and it's just like it is it is some degree a popcorn game for me. Like it has definitely turned my brain off. Uh, shoot, make the numbers go up, um, but the but it, it feels to me as distinct as, in terms of its shooting model as something like Destiny. Um, it's not to say it's as good as Destiny necessarily, but it has that se- that sense of like this. This has its own character. This isn't biting something. Uh, and in fact I I want there to be games that feel like this.
2: Also sounds far more approachable than Destiny oh, at the current moment. Oh, it's so
1: approachable compared to <laughs> contemporary Destiny. Is Destiny Ah,
2: here's a game that says, "Do you want to play me?" Yep. I'm interested in you being part of I would love this for you experience. to play this game. Come on, with you. Come on in.
1: Come through and play. <laughs> um uh there's a bunch of new stuff that I I've only messed with a little bit where like you can replay, you can re-roll reroll past areas you've been to to get the different this events is
2: tied to there's a big expansion there's a big right? expansion like that, them, i don't think that
1: it's expansion is right? the, the last it's expansion the a- last expansion co- is about to come out that's called subject two nine two three i think that's out in a couple of days i got i got code for that and i was like you know what i never finished that game i should just go finish that game uh so i put a bunch of time into that this weekend and just like if you're like, I want to play a Dark Souls game, but with guns. They made that.
2: Yeah, um, I do. awesome. It- <laughs> yes, I do. And
1: again, it, it's the thing that's so distinct about it is the way that it it understands what it's doing is not just that. Like it's kind of unfair to say that, but but what it, it's doing is almost it's almost more like it's a it's a, it understands the tone and and thematic design of Dark Souls, so that for instance. Boss fights require you to think about space in a way that that Dark Souls boss fights do. Like, the Ornstein and Smoke fight in Dark Souls is, is like, okay, I have to think about where these big pillars are. I have to think about spacing and distance. But because it's a shooter, you also have to think about, like... Choke points where you can bring in the the ad the ads that come into the fight to to take care of them so that they don't overwhelm you, or you have to think about uh you know uh, height uh, variations so that you can k- try to get a higher point to shoot down at melee characters who are going to have a harder time hitting you. Stuff like that, and that stuff is all does feel really unique. And it's I think it's almost it's unfortunate uh, in some ways that I, I I hope that comparing it to Dark Souls gets it more
2: eyes and not. This game only are. 13 hours long. That's like, you, dude, it's what? a lot. I, I looked, please. I thought I was going to, I was like, it's going to be, oh, 35, no. and I'm going to tell myself I'm going to play it or not.
1: 13 hours.
2: Yeah, totally. I, no, Let's
1: go. go. Just jump in. Just go for it. Uh, there's some hard fights. Listen, you need to call out, buddy. I'm right here. Hit me up. Okay. Hit me up. Uh, I, I, I keep all my progress, this. so you know, it's nice to jump in someone else's world, help them out, maybe get some some trait points. They added... I like, came back at the perfect time because I got back to where I was in, in my previous like playthrough, which was, uh, there was a, a shopkeeper with a dog, and I pet the dog, and this time I got a thing that was like um a very good you've unlocked trait or mod a very good boy and like what i've pet this dog before but apparently two or three days ago they modded in that if you pet this dog you get the ability to summon it in combat so now Ooh. i have a, a dog bud who fights alongside with me Hell which yes. is great so um so yeah people should check out remnant from the ashes it's free on epic right now i think it has cross play between epic and steam so you know that's that's my suggestion that's my that's my shout out um Next week, I have some other stuff to talk about too, but I think that that's probably I think that's probably good enough. I do have one update. If you have an email, you can send to gaming at vice.com. Uh, last week, we talked about bad corporate emails. Do you remember this? Uh, yes, yeah, uh, right. We put
2: out a request. we did put out a
1: request. Uh, I got we got we got two of them here. Um, the first one here actually came into me from from uh, uh, someone on t- Twitter, uh, and I am just going to read. Uh, I have to edit it a little bit. Because I don't want I am not trying to get anybody in trouble here. Okay, so. This is anonymous. Okay, so the latest Waypoint Radio episode, the tone-deaf corporate email thing. A few years ago, the head of my company sent some emails around the holidays, uh, similar vibe, trying to engage with people. And it had an actual poll to let people vote on what he should name his boat. This motherfucker has a history of just showing his entire ass at least once (laughs) or twice a year and continuing to fail upward. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. But Aww. the wrinkle in this story is that I can't find this email anymore. I think that corporate communications people are really leaning on that recall email button these days, like some <laughs> auto-delete-my-tweet feature. I'm sure that it still exists, or that it's subpoenaable, uh, but it makes it way harder to access. <laughs> anyway, corporate America is a prison. This job is a prison. Obscure home movies references forever. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> Vote on the name of my boat. I guess if I could That's submit so my own names, good. I'd have a good time. But I bet yeah, I, I bet it was a multiple the, choice. What kind of boat? I don't know.
2: Probably a yacht. It's Cause, yeah, because just like boats can boats can range, right? Like mm. the most charitable version, it's like oh, it's just like a little not little, ones little that boat. have names. But Patrick, but you're right. Yeah. Oh, no,
1: no, I, hold I, on. You name everything. No, 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 no. You get a no, boat. No, any any you are Incorrect on boat.
2: <laughs> Everyone, you buy a boat, it has a name. Like I know. Like yeah. where we go in Wisconsin, like all those boats, even the dinky ones that I know that is a hand me down, and they're just using that boat until it costs more than a thousand dollars of repairs, and it's going to the junkyard. They all have names. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know, My family so, has
0: one that's just an onboard motor on like what's basically a bathtub that doesn't have a name. <laughs> not I would yet. My, I you would, should give it I a had name. That
2: I would give that thing a
4: name. It's give up to you.
2: You can do it. You should give it a name. All
4: right, but I agree. It's probably a yacht. I Here's agree. a way to make. Can, but would this, okay, say it's a yacht. Uh huh. What if it's a big enough yacht that you can throw everyone a sick boat party, and you're like, hey, let's name my boat. And then, that would be the good. That would be the good guy, rich person. It still like, might it be like, because, mm. like, ultimately, well, it's yeah. like a day of bread and circuses, and yeah. then I get off <laughs> yeah. my boat and then I get <laughs> the fuck <laughs> off. Know.
1: Get the fuck off the, the SS, I own you, or whatever. <laughs> like, um, We had another one of these that came in. Uh, this one, also, I'm not going to read names. I'm not going to read anyone's name here, just in case. When I worked at Restoration Hardware, I guess I'm just naming names. So I changed my mind. Uh, uh, I'm just not saying who sent it. Uh, we once got a missive from senior VP that was to be read out to all staff at the morning meeting. His motivational tactics... Uh, were to encourage us to be all-in, quote-unquote, like Hernan Cortez's men, the conquistador, when he had them burn their boats so they literally couldn't go back. Yes, he wanted to sell furniture like we were Cortez, the killer of the fucking up the Maya. Whew. Bad. Bad. (laughs) Not
4: good. God damn. I love, um, like, the type of corporate brain rot that's like, I'm not just... Upper middle management. I am the 21st century Genghis Khan. Yeah, I'm a conqueror. Like, I, yeah, I am. I am going to sack their villages and raise their walls. And by that, I mean I'm going to show 15 percent revenue growth uh, across <laughs> all districts uh,
1: this quarter. Oh, these absolute nightmare people. Uh, I got another really important question. This one comes in from Waz, who says, "If you ask for ketchup at the drive-through, how much should you get?" The what burger next to my apartment keeps giving me one when I ask for spicy ketchup, and oh, yeah. I feel like that's this isn't well. enough for a medium fry. Bonus question: best fast food burger that's under seven dollars, meaning no Five Guys or or Muya. What's Muya? I don't know Muya.
2: is fine, but they're too expensive, and um, yeah. I think Shake Shack is also over $7. Are it's right there? on the line. No, it's are. Are. Yeah. it's yeah. right no. on the line. Because I, lo- I, lo- I love Shake Shack because that would be my answer, and I'm, I'm pulling up that. Yep, I just uh, pulled it up.
0: Shack Burger, regular <laughs> Shack Burger, nothing special on it. $5.99. Yeah.
2: Hell that yeah, that's my answer. That yeah. makes
0: the cut. Hell yeah.
1: <laughs> I like a Shake Shack. That Oh, the little crispy bits on the end. Mm. Mm. God.
2: So good. Their other sandwiches are good, too. My uh, wife's not a big burger yeah. person. Their chicken sandwiches are great. The little... Uh, uh, even the, the – I'm always happy when uh, – because my daughter loves chicken nuggets and so we get them there. They're like really like good-ass chicken nuggets and I'm like, she doesn't know there's six in here. Gold yeah. <laughs> you yep. can have five. Fair.
0: <laughs> She's a small person. She doesn't need She's, She doesn't six. need all
1: that. You're just going <laughs> to <you're laughs> waste one of these we, anyway. are going
2: <laughs> stick one of these in very your Very
1: quickly but absolutely you're being – you're not getting enough ketchup. If you ask for ketchup, Correct. two is the minimum. At least two. At least two. Yeah. Ideally, someone someone gives well, you three or thing. four.
0: Spicy ketchup—it's one of those like fancy sauces. Usually, you gotta pay extra for those.
1: Yeah, but is that true? I feel like what a burger spicy is that? I don't know. I don't know about specifically what a burger. This is a business model
4: because there's like there's some chicken places that are like are chicken's cheap. Oh, you want dipping sauces? True, Mm, true. That'll cost you. (laughs) True. Like, which is a perverse business model, but yeah. I guess the question then is if
2: if let's say. It's you know an 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 additive to to get the additional one. If you're how much are you willing to pay for that extra ketchup? Okay, like it's right. fifty cents, you're good. Rob, 50 Rob, cents Rob a has burger answer, a burger answer. No, I'm wow. just
4: saying this is how capitalism has robbed us <laughs> uh-huh. of <laughs> the things that like are rightfully ours. The best burger place. Is like the greasy spoon place like in your hometown that like just sears the shit out of a burger. That thing that everyone loves about Shake Shack is a pretty common style. That's a smash burger, and that was a really common style. (sighs) But those places started going out of business because they couldn't pay their fucking rent and they were just getting like steamrolled by the marketing of places like Five Guys and shit. But like I just looked it up. Uh, if you're still in the Northwest Indiana area, let me know if Minor Don <laughs> is still good because they are still charging uh, 5.89 oh, for it. a really good Smashburger uh, burger, and they make great milkshakes. Mm. And that's kind of like that for me is kind of it, right? Where like all these places, like uh, Five Guys or or um, Shake Shack, they're all fine, but all of them don't actually scratch the itch of what I actually want which is the weird 50s uh greasy spoon diner that just existed in my town for 30 years right, right. and that's that's kind of it we're all we're all trying to figure out like what corporatized version of that is the best, and we go to war for it? What weird! This is what I get radicalized over. Austin's uh-huh. like, "Oh man, the le- legal legalism is a trap, Robin." I'm like, "Fuck you, Austin." And then burgers. i
3: like, no,
4: "No, of course we got us. We're fighting about what a burger versus Five Guys. <laughs> Fuck that.
3: Rise up, defend,
4: defend Shoops.
3: God.
1: Uh, well, this is I, I. The. I mean, for what it's worth." What you're talking about is material and and real. Food is real. Food is in front of you. It's it's easy to get fired up about food. Uh, And 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 those places
4: would hire you
1: again. The way the reason the the reason that legalism works is because it's abstract. You go like, yeah, I guess fucking up in the clouds or in the courthouses. Who cares? Fucking that burger. You remember how it tastes? You should get radical about your burgers. And that's why you should come to my new burger restaurant. (laughs)
2: Now you got me thinking about a juicy Lucy.
1: Excuse right? me.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. What's a juicy it's, Lucy? It's, it's it's it's. I believe it's the place they they claim to have started the phenomenon of the, the putting the cheese. Oh, in the, the burger inside. As I, I got gotcha. it on mm-hmm. top. And so juicy Lucy. I believe inside there's like cheese. actual. There is um like dispute over over that between like two different ch- like chains. I the love juicy that. Lucy's in in Minneapolis. Yeah, that's um, my favorite shade. And my wife has family uh, out there, and we always, like, make a point to, like, drag. I was like, look, if you're not taking us, we're going at some point to, to get it. I even have, like, a coffee mug from there. That I, now I'm thinking about that that burger, and it's just – it's causing me some From Wikipedia, some
1: two bars about three miles from each other on Cedar Avenue in South Minneapolis both claim to have invented the burger, Matt's Bar and the 5-8 Club. Matt credits the, Matt's credits the bar's former owner and namesake, Matt Bristol. One account claims it preceded his purchase of the bar in the 1950s but that Bristol formally added, formally added it to the menu and thus popularized it. Another version of the burger was invented by a customer in 1954 who remarked, ooh, that's one Juicy Lucy, after biting into it. The 5'8 Club does not Rob provide a particular off. origin story, but the bar itself was originally a speakeasy during the 1920s. That's not, that's not relevant. I don't care that it was a speakeasy. It doesn't mean it invented the Juicy Lucy. The two bars offer slightly different variations of the burger. One difference is it's the just spelling. just
0: explaining their secrecy over the origin. I see. I see That's what I Yeah, I got you. Yeah, they're
1: like, but they're very secretive folk, aren't they? <laughs> One difference is the spelling. Matt's removes the letter I in juicy, supposedly in an inadvertent misspelling dating to the burger's creation, while the 5.8 Club utilizes the normal spelling. Shirts worn by the staff of the 5.8 mm-hmm. Club have the motto, if it's spelled right, it's done right. While advertising Ooh. for Matt's bar says, remember, if it's spelled correctly, you are eating a shameless ripoff. What? They did not. They did not go for the ride. Fargo season four. <laughs> the Five a Club uh, offers uh, several different cheese options for their version. While the version at Matt's only contains American cheese. The rival, yeah.
2: I believe our family is a Matt's Bar family. We're like options. Fuck you. You take the burger that they make, and you'll (laughs) like it.
1: God. Uh, Let me just put the last little little journalism media industry spin on this. In 2018, the editors of the Thrillist wrote that quote: "The Juicy Lucy is an important milestone in the evolution of hamburgers themselves, leading the charge for industrious chefs and more than a few infomercial entrepreneurs to begin stuffing their burgers." That's the burger history there.
2: uh, I think if you're in Minneapolis, it's a it's a I don't know if they're doing takeout these days, but uh, it's it is, a, it is one of the right best. Like it, it was it was like a religious experience or that I, good part of that is probably because I only get it once yeah. every f- four or five yeah. years. But I well, that sounds great. That sounds great. I love the name. The five
1: eight club. That's a great name. I love the name. Matt's bar. This is you're right. This is this is Fargo to me. I love it so much. <laughs> um, the uh, oh, Ooh, in 2014, President Barack Obama visited Mass and had a Juicy Lucy prompting the 5-8 club to offer him one of theirs. I would you would be so <laughs> oh tight. You'd be so upset if the president showed up to have one of your bur- to have your rival's burger. Fuck. <laughs> oh, I want that episode so bad. Um <laughs> Jesus. Uh if you have local Jesus. food rivalries, please write in and let us yes. know.
2: <laughs> I want, I want There's another th- one we can look up about the uh, pizza in chicago we'll we'll leave it for, for another, another day. day we're not so that's
1: doing a it different today. day gonna, pizza, pizza rivalry yep. i mean i
2: took you to is involved in a in a, in a, in a theft related, got beef? uh we, yeah we well i don't think they serve beef but yes they, <laughs> i think i have a beef over we'll look it up later look up pequod's we, we'll right. revisit this on i will next week's
4: episode we will revisit another <gasps> did uh, you know the founder of pequod's <laughs> <laughs> executed lumal <laughs>
1: Oh my God. I, uh, oh God. The, if you have these, please send them in. There are so many of them, you know, twin brothers who own different pizza shops, each of them refusing to say the other is a true inheritor of their father, stuff like that. Please send those in gamingadvice.com. I cannot <laughs> wait to read all of your, your restaurant rivalries. Uh, Kata, that would be put, a good
2: podcast series. I say, rest, Spotify, put Restaurant
1: rivalries in a... in a Yeah, someone... someone. That's the name, right Russ. Delete this <laughs> it's ours. We own this.
4: Add it to that secret document.
1: Don't worry about it. Uh, Fuck, like, lore reasons, but... But, but food? But, oh, I love it. Fuck. Fuck, you do... Okay, so the way you, you build the show... I well We have, have to stop. I can't dream <laughs> up can't, the, don't the, the block. Don't put on tape. This is ours. Put it on tape and then <laughs> send it to yourself in the mail so you own it.
3: That's, <laughs> that's how, copyright how it works. works. <laughs> that's
1: how copyright works. Um, all right, everyone. That's gonna do it for us this week. I'm Austin Walker. You follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore walker. Follow the show, at Waypoint on Twitter, waypoint. Go read Rob's review of Flight Simulator, give Microsoft Flight Simulator time. It's trying to give you the world. Bam. <laughs> You're in in Rob, that's your best Don Draper headline I've
2: ever seen. <laughs> uh Patrick, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, they can find me, Patrick. I, one last thing: uh, to, uh, my daughter saw me playing Fall Guys and um, wanted to play it, and it's too complicated Uh-oh. and hard for her to do. Um, but uh, I don't push games on my kid. I think parents that relive their youth through their children should rethink their priorities. <laughs> I don't care if she plays games, but she said like I'd like to play one of these, and I was like, okay, so. I don't know what she should play because I've spent no time like thinking about what games she would be interested in. So if people have recommendations, she almost she's almost four, so before in a couple of weeks, and hmm. her eye hand coordination is pretty good. So I don't know. I was thinking of, like one of the Lego games that I could play with her, but if people have recommendations of games they play with their kids, I would be curious to hear those. So at Patrick, Ulbic. I'm Get currently clips. Wait,
1: what did you say,
0: Kato? Get snipper clips.
2: Get snipper clips. Well, I think that would be too you think hard. You so? Yeah, th- that game's hard. Yeah.
0: It's funny uh, though.
3: it is is funny it's funny
0: but it's just it's
2: like it's like the the thing you don't realize though is like well I guess Snipperclips doesn't have like the camera manipulation is like the big hard bunch. like she understands she she could hold the Fall Guys controller and move it around it understands 3D space and like understands jumping and like could do that but then it would just like she'd touch the other analog stick and it was just like uh, and she started to grab her head around it but yeah it's, uh, that's a lot it's for a four lot year so like games that like don't involve camera movement which is why the Lego games seem like they might you just run around and smack the A that button that makes sense but maybe anyway. um Rob where can people find
1: you
4: is the Juicy Lucy really that much of an innovation? This is what I'm saying. Like, it took a team of researchers to be like, cheese in the middle.
1: No, <laughs> someone got some ideas, put some cheese in the middle. Ideas, ideas only seem obvious in retrospect. Mm, Rob. Damn, true, true. The episteme has changed. The paradigm has shifted. We've also, Rob, have you ever world. put
0: cheese in the middle? That's hard. I mean, Getting that mm. temperature to cook right, like that meat to cook right and it still have melted cheese or not too cold cheese in the middle. now. there's on a lot right of now. temperature. Kato's right, speaking for the chef. Do
4: you get fired as a shorter to cook or something? Or something? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just Hey, saying. fuck you, man.
1: <laughs> we do hard work back then. He
2: worked at Matt's bar. Look. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> we do a bunch of different cheeses. We don't even just do American cheese. Amer- just American cheese? Yeah, it's a single temperature. Cheeses melt at different mm. temperatures, asshole. Yeah.
0: Different melting points. Asshole! God <laughs> damn!
1: Um, uh, Rob, you didn't say. where Rob's acting on Twitter. Cato. Oh, no, Rob's acting. Cotto, you've earned it. Where are people? Where can people find you on the internet?
0: <laughs> At a underscore Cotto underscore appears on Twitter.
1: There it is. Uh, we'll be back next week, and and whether or not you're for legalism or against. Next it, week. It's oh, Monday. Fuck! It's Monday. <laughs> oh,
0: fuck.
1: It is Monday. <laughs> it's
0: Monday. Whew. <sighs>
1: It's Monday. We'll be back in a few days. <laughs> is anything happening this week? What's what are we what are we looking for? Is an Nintendo in, Nintendo indies S-GDQ's thing? SGDQ's happening, which is it's very funny to watch it. You know, it's like I'm glad they're doing it despite not having but like the crowd is such an SGDQ thing yeah, at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I kind of like it. No one's shouting anything. <laughs> so that's uh, that's what
0: twitch chat is for everyone's just you know typing or
1: yeah, I or love whatever. it I love if I could <laughs> if I could take crowds <laughs> at live events and shove them to the side of the screen the way that I do with chat I would love more live events
4: <laughs>
1: uh and Austin I used to really, really enjoy thing. golf
4: before people started shouting in the hall and uh, then <laughs> get the fuck out of here was glad is, when Gary McCord got fired you're fuck ruining the guy.
1: elegance of the moment <laughs> um i've been a, a golf crowd person so that means i i beautiful game i once said something to tiger woods that's the thing that happened i was like what yeah what? i was very we like i was like right there we were like very close at uh there was a what did you say just like, I was good, like keep your game? head up or something like <laughs> that chip it in. i was like you got this so it was like one of those things chip it yeah, chip yeah. it why don't you just chip it in and shoot that guy just just do it God. Uh, throw a touchdown. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, we'll be back on Friday with... We'll talk about, I guess, whatever that Nintendo event is. Uh, I'll talk about Star Renegades. I think there's an S at the end of that. That game is fucking dope. Uh, and and some more. So get ready. We'll
2: see, we'll see what else the, the army gets oh up to. Oh, my God.
4: Time. Oh, no. Can't Someone AMLA. should
1: ban the army, IMO. <laughs> the army is canceled. Um... <laughs> <laughs> First, they came for Genghis Khan. Oh God!
4: For its own good, this is this is like some go tell the Spartans shit, but like on Twitch, where it's just like it's oh. just these poor bastards, like in this bunker, their only company, Twitch chat, uh-huh. and a very sad-looking stuffed Snorlax. It's really bad, and like. They're just going to be kept there until they're released from the cell.
1: It's until the location is seconds ago, it looks like. Or, no, was this yesterday? Was this no, this was moments ago. No,
2: Galt just read Uh, it. Yeah, Matt
1: Galt just put a piece. The U.S. Army makes an awkward return to Twitch. So, go read that. Just go
2: watch the archive, and it's mm, it's a beautiful It's the one time I've uh encouraged Twitch chat. It was you know (laughs) all that image is great that image that cuts to the the article is good good. if what it takes is for the
0: location to fall good luck they're in Fort Knox they're doomed to that hell forever (laughs)
1: After a month-long break, the okay. U.S. Army – it was a month ago when they took this break. What is time? The U.S. Army esports team returned to Twitch on Friday, August 14th. Sergeant First Class Christopher Jones streamed from the Army esports team base in Fort Knox, Kentucky for more than three hours. He spent one hour of that time playing World of Warcraft. But Before he gained, Jones <laughs> twisted in his chair and fielded questions from an increasingly aggress- aggressive Twitch chat. Quote – War crimes are a heinous crime," Jones said early in the chat, responding to Twitch viewers' questions. "Those are yeah. not conducive to the United States Army." Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, it's not all I conducive. Have to, Just a rainy condemnation. Yeah. <laughs> That's,
3: son
4: of a bitch. That's not conducive to what we're trying to do here at all.
1: It said as if you said, "Stop." Rainy it. days are not conducive to playing baseball.
4: <laughs> with the same gravitas.
1: <laughs> Fuck off. Ugh. Ugh. All right. I'm closing this window before I read more terrible quotes. Yeah. Uh, because, boy, whew, uh, you can find uh, we already did the Twitter stuff. Bowen does a the theme song. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone B-O-E-N. We will be back Friday. And whether you agree with legalism or not, I think we can all agree. Fuck capitalism. Go home.
4: Hell of a diner name, by the way. I would go to Lovecraft Country.
1: (laughs) I (laughs) want to go to a diner right now, so bad. Not so bad that I'll do it, but I want to.
4: I got breakfast at my uh, cafe this morning, outdoors. Yeah, of course. So I didn't get the Formica countertop experience. Experience. Yeah. My favorite
1: new upcoming control expansion
4: (laughs) the Formica (laughs)
1: counter experience. (laughs) The FCE. Uh. God. how's everyone doing?
2: Good. Yeah. Here. When you're here. You're family.
4: <laughs> huh? Thanks, Kato. Appreciate it. I'd probably feel better if I hadn't done a three AM embargo. Oh, was that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not sleepy. You know. I'm sleepy
0: now. <laughs> you look sleepy. You look dark. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Oh man, Rob sending me a message at 1 30 in the morning. Hey, look, you were green. Time, Twelve thirty. You my time. Are you? Are you up? No. <laughs> no, I was not up. No,
4: I got. out was in bed. I was. I was, bed like,
1: at I was like. Even I was asleep by then.
4: Every time I was reading a sentence, I was like, something new was wrong with it, and no. I was like, that's not good. Like that's one of those things where you're, where you know. It's not like you're catching things. It's not like you yeah. keep finding things because you're so sharp. It's because for everything you fix, you fuck up like two other things. Totally. Why does I keep doing this? Open the right thing.
3: I like that we're podcasting the podcasting
0: with the commander from uh, XCOM.
1: What?
2: I wish. <laughs>
0: Just for a second there, Rob was completely silhouette silhouette oh. at, like the fucking <laughs> yeah. Chair. The way his win-
2: depending on how like tall <laughs> he, he is versus yeah. his uh, windows, changes his uh, lighting complexion. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Um. All right, I'm ready to clap if y'all are. Yep. Mm-hmm.
3: I'm, ready well, yes, I'm ready to yawn. Is what I'm ready to do. Like...
1: Apparently. Shout out to
0: Indonesia. Right. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, let's do three seconds. I realized I said that, and I was like, "I hope they don't mean.
1: I hope they don't think I mean three seconds from now."
3: (laughs) We're pros,
2: yeah. Uh huh. I thought about that, and I was like, "Okay, I could do that. That would be a like. You know what? You want it? We've doing this long enough. Some math. Feel like we could toss in some basic math. (laughs) Yeah." I'm not gonna. I'm not saying that because I'm any good at it. I'm trash. No. Calculators, what's up? The moment yeah. those were, in, you know, phones, throw out uh, transit directions. I don't know how that works anymore. Uh, so <laughs> not I'm right not giving out. myself an advantage in this race. Right. I'm just trying to you make want it spicy. the
1: challenge. Yeah, you want to spice yeah. it up. Yeah, I got you. Give us a little extra, a little mm, before we get into a podcast. I like that. This I like. Um. That's
2: podcasting. We can start yelling about this, plus three, plus three, uh, plus
1: three. <laughs> pan 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 we're not doing
2: gambling odds
3: but we we can think about it uh Uh all right